Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Blaze and Soul Podcast. We did miss last week. We apologize. I don't apologize. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, you know, uh, in case you guys were looking for us, we did not make it last week because we were in Jamaica. We needed a little time to get away from all this craziness, right? So we decided it's my birthday month. We decided let's just get away. Let's go to Jamaica and just hang out. No computer. I was proud of myself. I did not open up the computer once. And you didn't either. I'm proud of you. So we actually took a real time out. And sometimes you have to do that. You have to just unplug. That's what we did. But it is encouraging to know that um, I got a couple of texts. I got a couple of emails that said, hey, what happened to the podcast last Mm -hmm. week? Um, So that means that, uh, you know, our audience is eagerly awaiting our content. So Mm -hmm. it makes me feel good. So thank you. Yes. So make sure if you don't catch us live, you catch us on the replay. If you are on right now, please like and share. And you can also follow us on all of the different podcast mediums after the live. We usually um, post uh, the replays on there as well. And tonight we have a very special guest with um, this month being Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. That's a mouthful. That's the law. <laughs> we want to highlight a community activist. He is a Laotian activists um, that after the onset of the rise on the Asian hate crimes, JB thought that he would do something about it. And um, JB is an activist with Asians with attitudes. And I'd love to hear his story. So we are bringing him on tonight so he can tell us what's going on out there and what it is that is next for him and, um, and the mission to stop the Asian hate crimes and also Um, what's next, and how we can help as a community. So without further ado, I would like to bring on JB to the show. All right. Hello, hello. Hello there. Welcome. welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Uh, Out there, you're in California, aren't you? I am. I'm in Oakland right now as we're speaking. I just pulled up. Uh, not too long ago, I'm uh, meeting a couple of buddies of mine out here. So, awesome. So can tell guys, us. Can you guys hear me clearly before? Um, yes. Yeah, we can hear you good. We can hear you yeah. clearly. Yes, yes, yes. So why don't you tell uh, the viewing audience a little bit about your cause and AWA, which personally I like that. I, I like that right there. That's old to hip-hop, so I like that. But tell them a little yes. bit about the... So, um... When I first started patrolling, um, this is how it all started became a movement because AWA was a clothing brand, so I'm not I, I'm not the founder. Um, so I like that name so much because you know I I got to bring the attitude to the street. So I ordered the clothes and the, the face mask, and when I went out to the street that day, and when um, the news started chasing me down and see what I was doing for the community, they thought I was the founder or something like that. That's how. But everybody was like, "I'm the face of AWA." That's how it exploded, became a movement, you know. But I was, I was just, I was just a frontliner out here um, in Oakland by myself. And my a couple of buddies of mine came after that. We were just the frontliners. But somehow, some way, I just, I blew up AWA so much, so everybody thought I was like the whole face of it, you know. But I respect AWA, and I'm always, I'm always work with them, you know. So, but I was just out here representing myself. But 
I did. Um, that's how AWA became a movement. Just to let everybody know. So. Now, what what does AWA? Um, what is your mission? What is your what? What are you guys out there for? What what? Tell people exactly why and what you guys do. Um, what we do is um. I want a little presence be known that we are here to protect the community and the elders and women and children at all costs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause you know, to me it's wrong. So what I do is like, I walk around and make sure all the stores are closed safely. Cause a lot of people like to come over here and attack during the closing hours or, um, and sneak up. So it's like, I want to make sure the community is safe and make, make sure they feel safe. That at least they know that people is here for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's, that's what we're doing. And, because the way I look at it, we was raised by, you know, elders and grandparents and stuff, mostly, um, you know, my grandmother, my grandfather. So I can't, every time I see that, it's like, it bugs me so much. And I have to take my, I have to take action. I cannot sit down and do anything about it anymore. Like, like I don't even live in Oakland. I'm not even from Oakland. You know, I live, I live in San Jose and I drive like an hour away depending on traffic after work. And, um, I just had to, I just had to come do it. So, and, I just, the reason why I'm doing this, like, um, I do want my presence be known, let people know that, hey, we got street people out here, too. I don't mean to say it like that, but it's true, because people attack, I want to let people know, hey, they really uh, protect, uh, protectors out there, angels out there, because this, this can't go on no more. So I do want to send a message out there, like, just, just leave the innocent people alone, because, you know, that's just, it's just wrong. So I have to let, you know, to let people know that, hey. And we out here, though. I'm hoping the community see that we out here for them. In the beginning, they thought we was the, um, the bad guys. You know what I'm saying? Because the first, the first time we came out here, somebody pulled out a taser on me. Um, uh, I mean, not not necessarily pull out on me, but when I walked near it, all I hear was that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's like, okay, I like, okay, I was like, you know what? I respect that. At least you got something, okay? So. And another lady, another lady, like ran, ran, ran to the store like so fast and tried to close the door and lock the door and yelling out something in Chinese and say call the police. And but oh, luckily, no. that, yeah. So luckily that day, um, we had a buddy of mine who speaks, speaks the language, ran over there real fast and let her know that we're really here for you guys. And from that point on, day to day, they start seeing me and my crew out there. Like they yeah. thank us and high five us and give offers food and drinks and like. It makes it feel good just to see them put a smile on their face instead of being terrorized every day, you know, on a daily. So, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 pretty nice. That's that's good that you guys are protecting the community. Now, um, have you gotten feedback, either negative or positive, from law enforcement? What you guys doing this? Um, with the law enforcement, they don't they don't bother us. Um, they never. I never got no no response. Actually, let me take that back. Um, in Oakland, I don't. But, uh, the law enforcement they never bothered me at all. Me and my me and my crew ever. I mean, they, I think they know we out there, you know. Um, but one time I went to San Francisco, and this was this was shocks me because you know, like, you know, I grew up in the Asian Asian hood, right? So it's like I've been in I've been there, done that. And but the thing is, when I went to San Francisco for Victor's uh, court hearing, the old type man that passed away for his daughter to uh, to hear what's going on. Uh, an Asian cop came up to me and said, you know what? I really appreciate what you're doing. I salute you. And and thanks for standing for the people because I can't because he was a cop. And I look from that point on, I looked at him as a human being. I didn't look at him as he's he just a cop, you know? So it's like, yeah. I said, thank you. You know, I said, it's all good. I'm here for the people. So I like it made me feel good too. A cop came up to me and thanked me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. 
you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, I was like, it shocked me. So, but I, I never got no bad feedback from the cops or anything like that, or any good feedback. They, um, besides that one time he came up to me that one, but um, they don't bother me out here. And so, yeah, that's. Well, that's good. I, I think that if you guys are, are to a certain degree assisting them mm -hmm. uh, and protecting the community. So it would just stand to reason that they would be appreciative of you guys out there taking your own time, um, you know, quite possibly uh, putting your life on the line mm -hmm. to make sure that people who can't defend themselves are defended. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about um, what kind of prompted you to do what you're doing, which is an amazing thing that you're doing. Um, but tell us what was the trigger point that, you know, made you want to do this? Well, the trigger point was uh, when I can't pronounce the last name, the 84 year old Thai man, Victor, mm -hmm. got attacked, you know, um, because, you know, mm -hmm. I grew up in San Francisco too. And when I seen that, that triggers me right there. Off, off top, I'll blame. I'm like, I'm, I'm a truck driver. I like, man, I wanted to quit my job, which I did, by the way. But before I get to that, um, because when I grew up in the city, San Francisco, my grandma walked every single day, every day, collect cans, you know. So when I seen that, I said, man, if someone pushed my grandmother, oh man, it's gonna be bad, you know. So it's like I could only picture that was that was my my grandfather, you know what I'm saying? So I said, that's it, you know, I'm I'm done. I'm done and no more, nobody's stepping up. I'm going to step up for the people. You know what I'm saying? Because me coming from the hood, like, that's how it all started. And that's how all Asian hoods started. Every race started because you got to protect the community. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, man, how, how can we allow this to happen? If no one's care about us, I'm going to care about us. So I went out there on my own. I got off of work. I was so tired because I worked 12, 14 hours a day. And I drove out there. I just, I just decided to record myself out of nowhere. Like, I never thought I was going to become this person I am today. But I went out there and said, man, that's it. I'm a. If I could save one person, I'm happy. If I could just help prevent or anything, I'm. A, I'm gonna do no matter what it takes, you know. So that's just. That's just how I felt that day. I was just so mad because when I went out there that day, a day I think it was a day before, another man, a 91 year old man, got pushed to the ground, and it's like it's it's happening nonstop. It was a hot spot in Oakland, so I chose to go Oakland instead of San Francisco because it was a hot spot in Oakland. So I'm like, I'm just gonna choose to go to Oakland and and um. Then all some people start sharing my page, and it just it just it just exploded. And then the uh, the Oakland guys out here, they became like best friends with me. They started becoming my family. Started patrolling with me. It was like finally somebody step it up. We need that voice, you know. So from that point on, it just became it just became who we are today. You know, we we frontliners that we just frontlining, and everything just became who we are today. So that's how it all started, and that's what triggered me from from that push that the when that man died. That's what triggered. Me. That was really sad. And I, I feel you when you say that because, you know, um, you're from Laos, right, as well, from Laos right. as well. And so, you know, we did grow up in those hoods and, you know, where our parents did have to walk everywhere mm -hmm. and our grandparents and all of that. And so every time I watch anything on the news, when I see something like that happen to uh an elderly man or elderly woman, I immediately burst out in tears because like yourself, I think of what if that was my dad? What if that was my mom or aunt or uncle? Like, and it, I get emotional as well. So, but right. to do something about it, like that's, that's so comment, you know, that's so appreciative um, for you to step up and be that leader. Yeah. Um, and to go back, yeah, I do get a lot of, um, death threats and people hate on me 
you'd be surprised even your own people would hate on you, you know, doing something right. You'd be surprised. You know, it's like... Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it, it shocks I'm me. I'm not like, surprised at all. Because, you know, I do I do things differently. I'm not... Yes. You know, I'm, I'm new to all this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... I never knew what the word solidarity mean. I didn't know what the word activist mean. I'm... I didn't know nothing. I'm learning as I go. You know what I'm saying? I just came out here from the heart. I do this from the heart. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't come out here to be that person or something like, but it's all new to me. Everything, everything I'm doing right now is all new to me, you know? So, but yeah. I don't care what anybody say. I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to send a message out there. That's the reason why I'm going to DC because I really want to take it to the White House in the future. And I want all, I'm going to try to get all the people to come, come together with me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to do it like, on a on a deal on a download, I'm working with somebody like real real big, but I cannot say who, and they're willing to help me out. They're real real big out there, and um, but I told them let me get my people together first before because how we're gonna work with it uh with with uh, other when it can uh, work amongst each other. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing right now. Like, so everybody believed that I could I could get everybody together, but it's, it's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be a quick journey. You know, so I'm doing the best I can right now as we're speaking though. Definitely. No, I love that you are representing our Laotian community. And also, more importantly, you're being a trailblazer because a lot of us, you know, grew up in a way where we're we're taught to stay silent and we're taught to just keep everything the hush hush, no conflict, don't say anything, just let them do whatever they want to do, say whatever they want, just ignore it, you know, don't tell your problems. Like that's how we were raised. And I could see how people could you know, turn their backs or, or could say things, um, against what, you know, you're doing because, you know, I've, I've had that same issue, um, in the past as well. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. You know, people don't like to see trailblazers and they don't like to see when you're doing something that is like, um, beyond the norm, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like we should be helping each other, praising each other, but, Sometimes, you know, there's some good in there's lots of good in our community, but there's also some bad in our community where yeah. our community put each other down. And I feel like if we would learn how to praise each other, lift each other up, that we would get so much further because then we can help all of us get up and and right. and then we could get out of that mindset, you know, and be more in a growth mindset and be more innovative and be more of and have an opportunity for ourselves and to help our people. So I you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. So how has your movement grown? Um, obviously you started out just you off of work trying to make a difference, but um, where has that taken the, Oops. Oh, we lost him. I think it's his internet. I know he's in course, his car. The question wasn't that bad. Was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Nice. I think, um, I think we lost JB, but he'll he'll be right back. But but yeah, it, it's just truly amazing because um, you know not very often we see our Lao community in the limelight and doing something. You know, um, like I mentioned earlier, we're just taught to stay in the status quo. We're taught to just you know be quiet. We're not to cause you know not to cause conflict and and so I'm glad to see this young man. Um, actually taking action against what he believes in and uh, making some moves within the community and bringing solidarity within our community, which is why we brought him on today. Um, But we lost him. So we will continue. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, 
But, you know, <clears throat> I think that's indicative of most uh, minority communities that um, it's not usually a big effort mm -hmm. on everybody's part. There are usually certain people who start the process or champion that cause. Mm -hmm. um, and then it trickles down because, um, you know, some people don't want to invest their time and effort. Um, some people are scared that uh, they'll be laughed at or frowned upon for mm -hmm. taking that initiative. So I do think it always starts with a certain number of people, a certain mindset within the community to truly start making a difference and making a change. Um, so I, um, I totally um, give him his respect, give him his due. Um, I was just trying to find out whether or not that movement has grown to the point where he has other people that are as committed as he is mm -hmm. um, in these endeavors. But um, something hopefully we'll find out when he jumps yes. on. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Did we have a good time in, in uh, Jamaica? Jamaica was amazing, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If you ever do a trip or vacation, make sure you do an all-inclusive because it was all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, the resort has everything that you need. We were right on ocean view and a jacuzzi on the balcony. A jacuzzi inside. <laughs> Inside and, and on the, on the balcony. balcony, so it was right. the perfect room. You walk downstairs, you see the ocean front. It was just amazing. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty insane. I um, I can definitely say without a doubt that that is something that everyone should experience at one mm -hmm. point in time in their life. You're catered to in every aspect of your vacation, and man, it is something. I tell you, I thought of it. Yes, it is something. So I did get a text message from JB. He said his phone overheated, but he's coming back on. <laughs> Here he is. All right, guys. Okay. You back? I'm back. I'm yes, back. Welcome on. My bad. Back. Welcome I don't know, back. I don't know what happened, but the phone overheated or something. It's like my phone got so hot. Uh, maybe because I'm sitting in the stern too. I don't. I don't know. But oh no, it's a brand new phone too. So. Well, but, uh, what, 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 would you, what would you ask? What would you ask me? Let's, let's try to figure it before it overheat again. No <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I was saying that uh, you started out by yourself, you know, giving your time and effort after work. Um, has your movement grown? Are there others that are assisting you or, or down for the cause, so to speak, as well? Or is it still you primarily um, running the show? Um, actually, it's um, it's actually it's grown um so much that um that uh we have a lot of uh, like I said. I made AWS so big that uh, it's grown from people start patrolling out there in Southern California. They have their own rallies and, it, and people's reaching out to us, to me, um, all over, all over the city and state. And like, they want me to go host this, host that, you know, and stuff like that. So, it, but the patrol group, yeah, um, it got so, so many of us that um, we, we everywhere now, like from Oakland, uh, some, they have their own group in San Francisco uh, that have been out there before before me, to be honest with you, and I respect what they're doing too. Um, but my, my people, uh, they expanded to LA, LA area. So yes, it's a lot. A lot of people reaching out and work with, <laughs> network with each other, you know. So yeah. other communities. So yeah. Good, good, good. I'm glad that that that's a worthy cause. So I'm glad that that um, that uh, and that that movement is taking you know uh, a life of its own, so to speak. 
And what are you seeing out there when you're out there? Um, the rallies you know, uh, and everything. Uh, right now it's calm, but it's, uh, sometimes it could happen with a blink of an eye. Like for example, like I can't be everywhere at once. I feel bad one time when the, um I was escorting this uh this girl to her house three blocks away, and during during the time I escorted her, uh the chairman of Chinatown got attacked, and wow. the other time the I mean the other time when I was out here. A lady got attacked, but it's like we can't be everywhere at once. You know, that's 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 it hurts me a lot because I can't I can't save everybody. I'm not Superman, you know. Um, but yeah, um, things things you see it, it get crazy sometimes. Like, um, you know, I don't want to sell a phone and stuff like that, but uh, it, it get crazy sometimes. Yeah, it seems to be like the highest in New York and California, based yeah, on the it statistics. Is. You know. Um, it's, it's getting it's getting real bad, especially in San Francisco too. And you know, you're right, New York. It's, it's getting so bad that um that um elderly getting stabbed broad daylight. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I don't know I don't know how this happened because when, when I was growing up, it was never like that. You know? And yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, it has to be rules set to this, but you know, it has to be rules because people know, uh, innocent should be getting like getting hurt like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm I'm bugged. I'm mind blown about this. What's going on right now? So, so yeah, I'm trying yeah. to work work as much as I can to set rules to the people in the in the system, prison system, and everything because it's not supposed to be like this, you know. So, mm-hmm. I'm doing the best I can. So, yeah. Well, you have a comment on here um, from Casey Casey Santa. Tell mm-hmm. hold on. It says, "Tell him to meet us in ATL and ask him what his T-shirt said." I think I got one. If it says stop Asian hate. Yep. <laughs> okay. So there I, you I, go. I, Casey, yeah, I was actually, I was actually Asian out hate. there. Oh, you were in so Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for the, on the, um, the rally when they had did the, um, the eight women got shot. Oh, I got, out the, yeah. I got out the hospital, flew out the next day. You know what I'm saying? I flew out there and just so, you know, I had to go out there cause it hits me really hard too. You know what I'm saying? Cause, you know, yeah. I got family member that works at the massage parlor and stuff like that. So it's like, I understand how it is. The struggle is real and they're targeting, um, you know, Asian women and stuff like that. So I had to go out there. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care what my job say, you know? So, yeah. And so. the craziest thing is just a few days before that happened, I was in Atlanta. So, and, and I needed a massage. I could have been in any of those spas. So it's, it's like, and my husband, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, yes. meeting Atlanta. Oh. But yeah, if anybody want to meet me out there in DC, May thirty first, meet me out You're there. You're gonna you know? be in DC Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day. Yeah. What are you doing in DC? Uh, well, actually, um, it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, this is why I believe it's signs. Sometimes, like, I believe God working mysterious way. Whatever you believe, because. Because this girl been reaching out to me quite some time now, like a whole month, I think. And she was like, and she just telling me how good I'm doing and stuff like that. And I was like, she go, what do you want to do? I said, I want to take her to the White House. And she's like, it's funny because we're going to do it rather the White and I guess near the White House. I'm not sure. It's actually at the White House. But uh, she was like telling me um, all this stuff about the rally. Then when it got closer, I told one of my friends, um, book a flight for me, check the flight, how much it costs. And she was like, she was like, oh, it couldn't be expensive Memorial Day and stuff. And I'm, you know, since I quit my job, mm-hmm. I'm kind of running low on money. So 
I was like, shit, I booked the flights, damn, I'm gonna pay my rent, my daughter car payment, everything, you know. So I was like, I said, let me think about it. give me about five, ten minutes. I want to try to see how much money I have left. Sure. Ten minutes later, somebody hit me up out of nowhere. Kid you not say, I see the work you've been doing. I want you to go to this rally in DC. I'm gonna give you two thousand dollars and bring you and your friend. And I was like, what the I just thought about it. I'm like money situation, you know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. it was just like a sign, and she just gave me the money and I booked my flight today. You know, so oh, wow. It was, it was crazy how, how it all happened, you know. So mm-hmm. I want to if she if she ever uh, hearing this, I, was, I just want to say thank you. She probably don't want her name to be now uh, seen, but I want to say thank you like an angel because yeah. it's gonna get me close to where I want to get. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yes. So what kind of changes um, do you hope to um, bring out of the rallies and um, the protesting? Uh, well, the main thing is like um, I want to everybody come like every race to come uh, to come together like because they should know it's wrong to um, what's going on you know what i'm saying so i'm hoping we could get everybody out there every single race i don't care what you believe in and i really don't you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. that's what i'm hoping but i also want to send a message out there that that we're not playing no more we can't be silent no more because because mm-hmm. i'm not playing no more to be honest with you i don't want to hide behind the scenes sugarcoat anything i'm not playing no more because i'm at the point where I'm sick and tired of seeing all this attack going on to, to innocent people, especially elderly and women and stuff like that. Or anybody, it could be anybody. And no one's not doing anything about it. So, you know, when I see something like, okay, it's some it's some time where I actually help the person out, you know, at one time. So it's like I know how it is. So but most people are not gonna do anything because I know I know they're scared or just minding their own business. But I'm just hoping I see a change where everybody come together and say and teach, teach, teach everybody, like, you know, yeah. sp- spread the message out there, like, it's wrong. If it would have been like my people, for example, I would have been, hey, you cannot do that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. teach, it could be anybody, my kids, I'll teach my kids something like, hey, you see something, go help one another out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping to change, I, see, I do see some change where everybody come together and like, shit, just yeah. come together. That's it. That would be, that would be uh, an amazing time and day when that, finally happens and you know and then you have people who think that racism is made up or there's no such thing as racism and they see things in one lens because they themselves have never experienced racism and you know I'm sure you growing up Asian me you know us growing up Lao we've seen it you know we've experienced it so we see things from a different light and a different angle than somebody who may never have experienced it in their entire life. And so for us, it's different because we know what racism is. We know what it feels like. We've been victimized. Um, however, you know, it's time to do something about it, like you said. It is. It is. So I, I'm not, not going to stay quiet no more. If I could go all the way to me, if I had all the fun, trust me, I think I would take this all the way into like, so I'm going to make it the one of the biggest history. That's that's my heart. I'm going to go all the way. I'm connected with people right now, but it takes a lot of time, you know, and, and do all this. So I'm, I'm going full Why time on it. Why create like a GoFundMe or a crowdfunding? See, the thing, yeah, the thing is I have a GoFundMe, but I don't I don't put it out like that because I don't want people to think I'm all about the money, you know, which I'm not. Because mind you this, though, I quit over, I was making over $100,000 a year on my job just for this, you know what I'm saying? So... I don't want people to think I'm chasing cloud or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but um, I do have a GoFundMe uh, on my on the link on my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? And people, whatever they donated me, I do whatever I can for the community to give it back or something. You know, so nothing, nothing come profitable. You know, I don't profit nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
But I mean, I do. I mean, like if someone could help me advertise, I'd be happy because I'm, I want to go and take it to the you next know level. That's what we do, right? I didn't, I didn't know that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, we're a marketing agency. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> yes. No, but okay. If you, if you guys can help me out, but mark my word, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make it to the top or somehow, some ways, you know, I'm gonna make, shoot, I'm gonna put, I'm, I'm gonna make history somehow, some ways. I don't, I don't, I'm gonna do whatever I can, you know? So. Yes, definitely. Yes. This is who's sponsoring um, our program is our company. We have um, iLocal online marketing and advertising which is an online advertising websites, uh, social media marketing, um, search engine marketing, all of that. You know, he, my husband pretty much knows more about that than I do, but I handle the branding side. So, you know, I handle the logos, the branding, the uh, graphic design work, and also um, what else do I handle? <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> so I also do business coaching. You know, so I help people who want to get better um, at their business skills. Um, I have business clients that I meet, you know, business coaching clients that I meet on a weekly basis so I can help them develop themselves, their, their social skills, their speaking skills, their technical skills, their whatever it is that they want to develop. And that's the service that I uh, provide as well. I'm a coach trainer and, and a speaker, so I um, provide those services. Here's a question I have now. Let me preface this question by saying, don't say anything that could possibly get you into trouble because I don't want anything uh, bad to happen to you. But um, how do you guys protect yourselves when you're out in the community and a situation might arise where you have to protect someone? Once again, be careful in, you know, I'm saying what you say because, you know, you know, tell me who's listening or whatnot, but is it just, you guys yelling out or is it you calling the police or is it you handling it yourselves? How do you guys go about uh, enforcing that protection? We're going to handle ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Um, you know, some people, some people would call the police like, you know, um, but you know, I'm not going to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Because, I just, I just can't, you know, I'm like, because I don't, ever since I've been out here, I don't see too many police out here, like besides a decoy car. So, yeah. um, we're just going to handle ourselves in somehow, some way, you know, it's like this, uh, you know. No, that's a perfect answer. I understand. You know what I'm no doubt. We're just trying to handle like and try to solve the problem as best we can, you know, but if things get bad, you know, we're going to do whatever we can, you know, so. Right. That's what we're gonna do. I mean, I believe I believe in you gotta teach people a lesson too, you know what I mean? But I'm not gonna say it like that. I mean let people know because there's some time out here when they roll up and uh, try to go rob the store and luckily I was there at the same time. I ran across the street uh, real fast that they got back in the car just at this level. It was like pretty late, but uh, I mean I'm just gonna yeah, I'll probably just yell it out and stuff like that, you know. Um hopefully we could be there just try like um break it up or something or what whatnot. But I'm not gonna call anybody, you know. But I mean, it, I mean, if it does get crazy, it will get crazy. But I believe, I believe in this call so much that I'm gonna stand up for my people. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And I know it get, people say uh, it could get dangerous, which it, it can because oh no doubt, you know this is this is streets, you know, so it can get right. dangerous. So, but yeah, but you know what? In my heart tells me to do it. I'm gonna do it. You know, so I'm, I'm not gonna stand down. I'm gonna do it for what I believe is right, though. So. Now, have you thought about going into the schools to um, promote your message and try to 
teach the younger generation, um, mm -hmm. you know, before, you know, that, that racism and that type of thought process comes into play? I never thought about anything like that. That's good you brought it up. Uh, I think a couple of people um, mentioned that to me and on my DM. But like I said, I'm new to all this stuff, like everything. And um, I never thought about anything besides coming out here and trying to protect. You know, that's that's the only thing I was on. That was the only thing on my mind when uh, when people ask me about the police, defund the police, how you feel about that. Or mm -hmm. I don't know what to say on it because my main focus is all about, you know, protecting, protecting the community. Yeah. And but now now I understand I always get asked that question a lot because half of the community said, man, they don't see the police out here, so they want to defund. But at the same time, the way I look at it, since I've been out here, it's hard to be everywhere at once. So I kind of understand both sides. I'm not mm -hmm. knocking nobody on want to defund and and there's we got they got other organizations out here hate each other because of that. But I'm over here like are we fighting for the same cause? Like, right. who care to want to? Who care to yeah. want to bring the police out here or not? We here for the same cause and protect the yeah. people. I don't care about the. Sometimes I think it's all about money involved. I don't care about that, man. Just for the people, man. Just man, I, give me the money. I guarantee you this whole thing will be better. That's what I'm saying. But I don't care about that at the same time, you know. But exactly. I'm like, I'm like, man, it's, it's it's crazy how I meet organizations that hate each other out here like a lot because yeah. this this that, but. No, and, and, and I completely um, understand uh, where you're coming from, because when you believe in a cause so much, it's not about the money. You know, it's truly about doing hard work and doing something that you believe in, you know. Um, so, right. Yeah, I agree. I um, <clears throat> like I was telling her, like I was saying, but um, when you had left for a brief second, um, it always takes that special individual or that that first trailblazer mm -hmm. to kind of push forward the narrative and then other people will start coming aboard a lot of people are scared at first a lot of people don't want to invest their time and energy yeah. but once they see that one special individual doing that mm -hmm. then they kind of fall in line because they know that okay it can be done or i feel bad that i'm not assisting this person so it, it all starts with one person um, right when a movement gets started yeah. And sometimes yeah. they don't know what to do. You know, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to help and how they can get involved, you know. And so um, you being that voice and being that leader, even though, you know, you're learning as you go, you still were brave enough to take that step and to actually fight for what you believe in. Right. So. And, you know, you know, and doing something for our community as well, right. even though some of them may or may not, you know, be on board with it. It's just different for them. That's all, you know, and sometimes it takes a little while for people when they see something that's outside of the norm for um, our people to see something outside the norm. It takes them a little while. They have to see it like a few times for them right. to be educated and to be able to understand what it is, because when you think about it, a lot of them grew up differently than us. We grew up in America. And so we have the education and the mindset and the things that the people in America do. But then we have our ancestors that grew up in Laos and they have a particular way of thinking because mm -hmm. they didn't experience the same experience as we do. And it's just right. helping them to understand that, hey, we're living in another world right now and we're living in another season. Like, we have to educate them in order for us to even move forward and for them to 
get rid of whatever bias and stereotypes that's within them because it's strongly rooted in our community as well. And that's one of the things that I would love to see broken as well. Oh yeah, I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. So what are your next uh, steps um, after DC? Do you have anything planned or what, you know, what's your next thought process as far as growing your movement? Oh, uh, no, um, never thought about that, but only my next step is uh, right now, I'm slowly um, going to um, communities to communities um, on my own terms, on my own self, reaching out. Like I said, I wanted everybody to spread the message out there, like teach the young ones or anyone, you know. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. So I don't know where's, where I'm gonna go from there. I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. It's all this attack. Uh, it's actually getting worse by the day. Um, I don't see what's my next uh, my plan besides just trying to like get everybody together right now and send a uh, message across and sure. and and what what to be honest what keeps me going is um when you get a message saying that you make me feel safe to come out my own neighborhood that's mm -hmm. keeping me going you know what i'm saying especially when you hear from a kid and if we don't do it now what what what, what future do we have for the kids you know what i'm saying so yeah that that's what my main focus right now you know so i don't know what's going to happen in the future but We'll see what's going to happen in time will tell, you know, so well, I'm not going to stop no matter if I get a job or not, you know, but I'm going to keep on doing this until, until whenever, you know, but. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so tell the people, uh, I'm quite sure there's a lot of people who would like to contribute. If it's nothing but five or $10 to your cause, um, you know, you'd be surprised what people will help with uh, in times of stress, um, stress or tragedy. But tell people how they can contribute to your cause. Uh, well, I do have a GoFundMe uh, link that my friend, she set it up on my, my link on Instagram. Uh, if they want to just go check out my page. Um, pretty what sure is you your Instagram page? Um, J.B. Singhay, which is J-A-Y-B-S-I-N-G-H-A-Y. It, it comes directly to me in the directly to me, not uh, not any other movement, not any other organization, directly to me in and that if you, whoever could help, I appreciate it because I'm a I'm a continue doing what I do for the people, and it's gonna come all back to the community. Uh, and any kind of way I can help the community, I'm, I'm gonna go all out. I'm not gonna pop for none. So, and you guys gonna see my you guys can check out my live or my my uh, my Instagram or Facebook on the daily what I do. Like I don't play around when it comes to, when it comes to this. So just let everybody know where the money's going. It's gonna go to the people, no matter what I'm doing for the people. So. Yeah. Definitely. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. We want to um, wholeheartedly thank you for coming on our show. Um, we see we had you in transition. You and your car driving. You're all the way in Oakland, but you took time to stop, tell your story, and give our audience something to ponder, something to think about, and something to get involved with. Uh, so for that, we we uh, graciously thank you. Uh, we also thank you for being out there and. Um, you know, using your time, your effort, uh, your abilities to protect and help the community. Mm -hmm. uh, many people talk a good game about, you know, what they do and how they're helping and making a change. Mm -hmm. But to actually see someone doing that is inspirational in nature. Definitely. Thanks for having me on there. I really appreciate being on there, too. No doubt. No doubt. Definitely. All right, man. You get out there. Uh, 
get that cause out there. If anybody wants to meet him in D.C., uh, please hit him on his Instagram so that you guys can link up and kind of, you know, get everything in motion. As well as, hey, if you want to contribute a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars to his cause, please do it through the Instagram. I mean, hey, if a th- we average roughly about three to four thousand views of our podcast every week between live and streaming, if everybody gave a dollar, just a dollar, it's almost four grand, you know, to yeah, this cause. Yeah, um, and that's, you know, that's candy. That's a candy bar at 7-Eleven. So. Please contribute, help out, contribute to the cause. And uh, we'll talk to you later, man. All right. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, like I said, it's, you know, you hear people all the time talking about what they do and how they, um, you know, are helping and mm-hmm. trying to make a difference and why is everything, you know, so discombobulated. Um, but it's quite different when you have yeah. someone that actually is taking out their time, um, trying to make a difference, um, and someone, you know, from your community. Like I said before, this podcast is to highlight, you know, your entrepreneurs, your community leaders, your role models. Yes. And that young gentleman, that young gentleman personifies a community leader mm-hmm. in protecting his community. Definitely. It's super commendable that he is out there being the voice for us, um, particularly with it being Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. That's why it's short. So, it's AAPI Month. So that means February was African American mm-hmm. Black Soul Brother mm-hmm. Month. <laughs> What's happening? Right? Well, okay. I, I, I mean, I roll with that. Also, just to throw it out there, African American Month is the shortest month of the year. Is but, it? Uh, yeah, oh my goodness! Um, but you know what? Before we get out of here, let me also throw mm-hmm. uh, her under the bus. What did I do? That, uh, when we were talking about that whole massage parlor in Atlanta thing, um, told her don't go to Atlanta, even though she was going to a, a very important seminar mm-hmm. because everything crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm don't let this tie. I'm usually on here with a suit and tie. Don't let that shirt and tie fool you. I still have connections. Cass was telling me that, you know, Atlanta, man, there's some stuff going on down here. You know what I'm saying? Be cautious. Told her <laughs> that she went with my daughter, and uh, we see the nonsense and craziness that was going on there. So I guess the message that I'm trying to uh, give to you guys is, can y'all see that? That's husband. I see <laughs> one husband right there. Um, listen to your husband. You know what I'm saying? Your husband has a sixth sense for those type of things. You know what I'm saying? That's from from the background that they have. But the um, crazy thing is, out of all of the 50 states, it happens to be in Atlanta. Your husband was telling you. Don't go to Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. I mean, put some feelings out there. Yeah. Stuff crazy. Cat's telling me. It's crazy out there. But yeah, you know, hey, you ain't got to listen to your husband. It's just beneficial when you listen to your husband. No, that was just a coincidence. No, I think we have a coincidence <laughs> like that once or twice a year. But um, that was just a coincidence. Yeah, coincidence is not the case. But um, all right, guys. So we back. Um, sorry, we had to take off last week. Um, we were having fun, um, but we are back. We'll be here every Wednesday, same time, same channel. Um, and also. 
quick announcement. What? Uh oh. Quick announcement in case you didn't know. Um, next week we'll be we'll be here live next Wednesday. However, next week, May 29th, um, we will be having a virtual cultural Asian fashion show, cultural um, fashion show to honor. Um, AAPI Heritage Month. AAPCBIB. AAPI Heritage Month. Apostrophe S. Next Saturday, the 29th, please tune in. Um, it is going to be live stream under the group called um, Rise Above the Bamboo Ceiling, which coordinates with my book that is also coming out this month on Amazon called $40 and a Dream. Breaking Through the Bamboo Ceiling, it is a story about my own experience as a refugee in America, talking about my father and his escape in the Lao journey. Um, so be sure to um, come and join us. We're going to have a nice celebration on the 29th, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, we will be streaming live. You'll have a nice fashion show. The models will be all ready for you. We are doing a clothes fitting this weekend on Saturday. Um, and so we would love to have you join us and share to your friends and family. It's going to be a good time. And um, we're going to have a show. We're going to do the book launch on that day. And for those of you who have signed up for the pre-launch, for the pre-order for the book, I will email you out um, some information as well. And I will also sign, um, send you a signed copy for those of you who did request that. I did try to keep track of it. But if I missed you, no biggie. Just let me know. And I will make sure that you get a signed copy of the book. And I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been a long journey um, for the book launch. And I just want to thank you for everyone who has supported, who have signed up for the pre-book launch, who has shown a lot of support over these years because I've written the book years ago, but just now publishing and what a perfect time for this to come out. It wasn't supposed to come out a few years ago. It was supposed to come out this year when all the Asian hate, when all the racism and all of the things that are happen happening in our Asian community, the book has perfect timing and God always has perfect timing. So I believe this was a God thing again. So um, be sure to check it out. And if you have any questions, please message me. Um, and anything else, babe? Be on the lookout for the beginning of the year for my book entitled, I Live With Nothing But Women, My Struggles as a Black Man in America. Uh, living, with the, living with the Asian woman. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys be, be on the lookout for the book. Yes. Uh, please, she's put a lot of time and effort into this. So. Um, yes, and also shout out to Rose Gold Publishing, Miss Dolly, for helping make this happen. And if it wasn't for her, I think I'd still be sitting on it because I'm just a procrastinator. Dolly from Rose Gold Publishing, be sure to check her out. She was amazing, helped me walk through everything. This is my first book, you guys, so be nice. But she helped walk me through everything. And so I truly, truly appreciate Miss Dolly with Rose Gold. If it was not for her, I'd still be sitting on this book and our message will not get out there. So um, this book represents the entire Lao community and my experience and hopefully it'll educate more people about our experience and America 
although it's specific to me, it does also um, relate to a lot of other people, um, other Lao people that I've spoken to, some of the experience that, that I have experienced also relates to them as well. So I'm hoping that with my book, more and more of us will be opening up and sharing our story because our story is very unique, you know, and so we need to let that finally be heard. So thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in. We will be live again next Wednesday, same time, same place. Deuces, watch your six. Watch your six? He's watching What's six have to do with? Well, it's, it's a military term. Oh, if you look at a clock, 12 is in the front. And six oh, the six is in the back. So I never knew when you, what six. you meant when you said it. Okay. Anyways, lock on. <laughs> <laughs>